Welcome to the Parkway Live Church Podcast. Thank you for taking time to let God's Word impact you. Always encouraged to know God is touching lives through this ministry. Please visit parkwaylife.com to let us know. You can also hit the giving tab to sow into the ministry that you are experiencing. Now, prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. church today, this last Sunday of 2017, as we start looking ahead to the new year, what a privilege it is to be with you guys today. I love Parkway Life. As Pastor Nate mentioned a few moments ago, I was here for first Wednesday just a few weeks ago, and that really seems like a lifetime ago. A lot has happened in just a few weeks, of course, we were just getting started. Uh, I've been uh, in Georgia part of the week and then in the woodlands the other part of the week where we have been trying to get a house ready to sell and move out of. And we've spent this week packing up our house. We've lived there for 11 years. It is amazing how much junk you acquire in 11 years, but it was everywhere. So we've tried to go through all of that. I've made numerous trips to Goodwill and giveaway and, and uh, just trying to get ready. I really have no business preaching today because while maybe I didn't say the bad words, I've definitely thought them this week uh, more than once. <laughs> but uh, I'm glad to be in God's house today, worshiping with all of you. Amen. Father, thank you for uh, the time that we have left. Thank you for this beautiful people, this awesome house. I'm so grateful for all that you're doing at Parkway Life. I pray that you would uh, just bless this house, Lord. We're, we're, we're excited about what is to come. Uh, we're, we're grateful that we're still here after all that we've been through and after everything that's happened. But we're, we're really grateful about the tomorrows, the, 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 the next, what's up ahead. And I want every single one of these people to be a part of your plan and what you're doing uh, in this house, in this community, and, and uh, the part that each of us can play. So I pray that you would speak a word to us today that would help us and that would bless us. We pray that today in your name. And everyone said amen. God bless you today. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. It is wonderful to be with my friends today, the Keatings. These are long, long, long time friends of Kristen and I, and uh, we just value them and appreciate them, their whole family. Uh, what a blessing uh, they are. And uh, Pastor Nate said it'd be a long time before I would be back again. So whatever, I'm fired. I can deal with it. But um, I've been flying back and forth from Atlanta to Houston for $85 round trip. So I can do this often. I mean, you know, like every Sunday, like, why don't you go to Georgia and I'll remain a Texan? How about that? <clears throat> what in the world am I doing? I do not know. Uh, but uh, uh, it, it is exciting. We're, we're, we're looking forward to uh, all that God is, is doing uh, in, in Covington, Georgia. That is the city where uh, we're, we're pastoring and living now. In fact, my uh, my parents are in a moving truck. We had a pod uh, arrive at our house a few days ago. We loaded the 16-foot pod 
uh, front to back, top to bottom. They picked that up on Friday. Then we had another 16-foot truck. That is packed front to back, top to bottom. My parents are in that truck. They probably just uh, passed through Beaumont a little while ago. Uh, my, par- my, my wife, kids, and two dogs are in our family uh, vehicle, and they're on their way, and I'm going to drag this out as long as possible. And, and, and enjoy a long lunch. Maybe we can go to the mall afterward or y'all can just show me around. I don't know. I, I'm trying to uh, be just late enough behind them that I don't have to help unload that truck. But uh, <laughs> it's great to be with you today. And I, I do, I wanna, I wanna teach today for a little while uh, on this subject. This is me in 2018. This is me in 2018. You're starting a series next Sunday, a new year series. This is us. But I've learned that uh, we, we, really, we really aren't very good at being us until we get me figured out. So what part do I play? I want our church to grow. I want, I want the ministry to be excellent. I want God to do incredible things. But what, what is the part that I play in all of that? How, how do I help? the church be the success that God wants it to be. And there's no doubt, there's absolutely no doubt uh, that God is doing incredible things uh, at Parkway Life. I I am excited to come back and to uh, preach. I'm just calling it an arena. It's amazing uh, what it looks like in there. It's incredible. Uh, I, I know Harvey was an incredible setback and it was an upset and it was a day of, of great despair for a lot of us. But I really believe we're going to look back uh, in a year or so and say, wow, Harvey, who? Look what God has done because of a storm. It took a storm to just kind of push us into what God really wanted to do in our lives. And so I'm, I'm really, really excited. I'm excited about coming back and going to restrooms that have, bath- uh, have, have mirrors in them and I have no idea. I took a selfie a minute ago just to see what I look like. I wasn't even sure what was going on uh, after preaching the first service. But uh, there's so many good, good things happening. But what is the role that I play? Who am I in this miracle? Because I promise you the last thing that God intends for your life is for you to be sitting on a sideline. The last thing that God intends for you is that you just come and occupy one of these seats and just, you know, I go to a great church and there's a lot of great ministry, but I don't really do anything. I'm not really anyone at that church. No, every single one of us have a part to play in what God is doing. Every single one of us are on the team. It's not just our senior pastors, it's not just our staff, it's not just the worship team or the production team, the visible people, uh, greeters and parking lot attendants. No, it's every single one of us that God has called and invited and dare I say commanded to be a, a part of what he's doing in this new year. So what can I do? What, what role can I Fill what what part can I play? I want to talk to you a little bit about that. This is me in 2018, Acts chapter number 13. If you want to turn there or get your iPhone or your iPad out, 
You can even put your eyeball on the screen and we'll read it uh, for you today. But, but, but go there and, and let, me, let me just say this about uh, the church uh, before we get to Acts 13. Because so many things are happening. The church is growing really fast. I mean, it, it's, it's, I mean it's thousands upon thousands of people. But we're just a few years removed from, from the outpouring of, of the Spirit in Acts chapter 2, the upper room experience, and just casually reading those first 12 or 13 verse uh, chapters, you may think, well, this is just a couple of weeks, but really it is a few years. And so church is beginning to kind of take shape. It's not just... Uh, you know, there's something happening over in the marketplace or there's something happening at someone's house. They're kind of, they're kind of bringing a little form to it. It's, it's beginning to organize a little bit and they're realizing that one person cannot do this. They've been dependent upon Peter who, who preached on the day of Pentecost and who has led them and been their quote-unquote pastor, if you will. Uh, but uh, they, they're seeing that it's, it's too big for one man. It's too big for one for one person. We have to have multiple, multiple people who are on the team and who are a part of what God is doing. In fact, Peter is put into prison in the 12th chapter and the church just literally goes into panic. They don't know what they're going to do because Peter is, is out of it, if you will. And, and they go to a house and they start praying, praying. What are we going to do? We, we're desperate. We've got to have a leader. We've, we've got to have our pastor. We've got to have Peter here to tell us what to do. And, and they're praying, praying, praying. And, and God releases Peter. In fact, he's standing at the door and knocking. And they're, they're in such despair. They're in such turmoil that they can't even hear the knocking at the door. And when someone does go and, and hears Peter's voice, the Bible said they didn't even open the door. They just ran in and began to tell everybody else, hey, it's Peter. And they told her, you're crazy. He's in prison. You, you kneel back down and, and, and continue praying. That's what happens when, when, when there's just not organization. We just don't know what we're supposed to be doing. So the church begins to take shape. It begins to form up a little bit. And they realize we, we need a team of people. We need others a part uh, 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 of this uh, this, this team so that we can build God's church. Acts 13, beginning at verse number one. Among the prophets and teachers of the church of, of Antioch, that's, that's where it begins to happen. They, they were first called Christians at Antioch, first called a church. All of this begins to take shape. And so here's, here's who were there. Barnabas, there was Simeon, there was Lucius, Manaean. Uh, and, and then there was Saul. That, that's what verse 1 tells us. And then verse 2, one day as these men were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, appoint Barnabas and Saul for the special work to which I have called them. So after more fasting and prayer, the men laid their hands on them and sent them on their way. So here are five people, five people that that, that the, the elders laid hands on and said, look, these people are equipped. These people are capable. These people can do the work of ministry, elders, all of that kind of stuff. Let, let's send these five people out and let's all make a difference. So I want to talk to you about five people today, five people that Parkway Life needs. And if we have these five people, I'm telling you, the sky is the limit to what God can do in this community. Anyone want to be one of those five people 
whatever they may be, this is me. This is me. I'm not just sitting on a sideline. I'm not just occupying a seat, but I am a part of what God is doing. The first, the first person that we need, we need bringers at Parkway Life. Bringers, bringers, people who bring others to Jesus. People who are so excited about what the Lord has done in their life. People who are uh, uh, so full of fire and passion about how great God has been in their world that they want every single person that they come in contact with to experience this, to have this, to see this, to feel this for themselves. I don't know about you, but I want everyone I know to be a part of the community, the love, the hope, the life-giving atmosphere that we're in today. What would you and I do without church? This is where our friends are. We're, we're closer to church people than we are our own family oftentimes. And there's, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, it's a, it's a community. We, we love this. And we want everyone to be a part of this. Whether it's my coworkers or my neighbors or my family or my friends I went to high school with, we need bringers, people who say, you know what, I was there on, on December the 31st, 2017. There was a seat open next to me. I'm going to make sure that on January the 7th, 2018, there is someone sitting in that seat. One of my friends, one of my coworkers, one of my neighbors, I want to be a bringer in this new year. I want to invite people to church because what we know for certain, our pastor is not going to embarrass them. Our church is not going to embarrass me. We, we are going to love people all the way into this house to the point that they're saying, you know what? I want this church to be my church as well. Bringers. We need bringers. That's how the church grows. Oh, wait a minute. I thought it was the sign out by the road. No. I thought it was a commercial on TV. No, it's people inviting people, bringers, people who say, you know what? There's something happening at our church. I want to get them there. John chapter one tells us about Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He was one of these men who heard what John said and then followed Jesus. Andrew went to find his brother, Simon. And told him, we have found the Messiah, which means Christ. Then Andrew brought Simon to meet Jesus. Looking intently at Simon, Jesus said, your name is Simon, son of John, but you will be called Cephas, which means uh, Peter. Now, just a moment ago, we were talking about Peter in Acts 12 and Acts 13 and in Acts 2 and the, the incredible work that he did as, as a pastor, as an apostle. I mean, it was awesome, everything that Peter was a part of. His voice was, was preaching a message and people were following and people were being saved. Guess what? Andrew brought Peter to church. He was a bringer. We, we celebrate who Peter is. We need to be celebrating who Andrew is. He's a bringer. He says, you know what? That's my brother. We've tried everything in the world with my brother. 
We've tried family interventions. He's got this bad temper. He'll fight you uh, as easily as he will smile at you. Peter, he's just, he's flying off the handle all the time. None of us have been able to to corral him or, or to keep him in line. Hey, Peter, would you go with me for just a little while? I met someone earlier today that I think, I think is going to be able to make a difference in your life. And Peter comes walking in to the presence of the Lord. And guess what? Jesus looks at him and says, you're not who everyone says you are. Let me identify you. Let me speak life. Let me speak future. Let me speak hope to you. That's what happens when we bring people to church. They get their name changed. They get their life changed. They get their heart's direction turned. That's what's happening with bringers. Parkway life needs bringers. What would happen if every single one of us or a few of us are those that feel called and inspired by what I'm saying right now? What would happen if you would make up in your mind, you know what? 2018 is going to be my year to bring people to church. I don't even want to set too, too, too hard, too difficult of a goal to say, I'm going to bring someone every single Sunday. But you know what? I can invite someone every week. I can get invite cards. I can, I, I can find ways to share it on social media. I can find ways to tell people about my church. I want to bring people to church. We know no one comes to God except the Spirit draws him. But guess what? He uses you and I. And if we, if we keep running into the same people over and over at restaurants and grocery stores and out in the community, if it's people that we work with, people that we live next door to, if we will invite them, guess what? They will accept the invitation and they'll come to church, especially after their lives have been flipped upside down by storms, tragedy, loss, difficulty. Hey, come on, I've got a word. I've got a message for you. Come to church. We need bringers. Let me tell you the next person we need at Parkway Life. We need connectors, connectors. We have people bringing others to where Jesus is. Now we need people that help connect those people, not only to the church, but to Jesus. Connectors, people who help disciple, people who engage others, people who connect themselves to others. I know connecting and and, and getting with, sometimes it demands sacrifice. Sometimes it it, it requires your time. It may even require a little bit of your finance. Maybe you want to take someone to lunch. Maybe you want to host a small group. Maybe it feels like being a connector is sometimes an inconvenience. But hear me. When you are a connector, you are making a difference in someone else's life. When people walk onto the campus and they don't know where to go, I'm so grateful for greeters and ushers and a team that will happily direct them toward our kids' ministry and and, and toward the different environments on the campus and, and, and help people learn where they need to go and what they need to do and how all of this operates. Logistics are great, but we need people who connect them spiritually as well. Let me tell you uh, uh, about uh, 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 Aquila and Priscilla. I don't know if you ever heard uh, of these folks. Acts chapter 18, the Bible said there was a Jew named uh, Apollos. He was an eloquent speaker who knew the scriptures well. Catch that. Notice that. He, he arrived at Ephesus 
And he had been taught the way of the Lord and he taught others about Jesus with an enthusiastic spirit and with accuracy. Notice that as well. However, he only knew about John's baptism. When Priscilla and Aquila heard him preaching boldly in the synagogue, they took him aside and explained the way of God even more accurately. Priscilla and Aquila, when they hear Apollos, who is going to be very instrumental in the building of the church, he's going to be a world changer and a difference maker. When they heard him, they didn't say, well, who is this young whippersnapper? Who does he think he is? No, they said, listen to him. This man has something to say. This man has a handle on the scripture. He knows something about the Lord. They decided to connect him rather than correct him. Because it's easy to say, well, you know, he's not from our denomination. He's not dressed exactly like we are. Not sure if he looks like our kind of people. My sweet little 411 mother she, she was on our greeting team. She was always funny when she would, sometimes if I didn't get a chance to meet them, she would meet them and she'd say, well, I don't know them, but I really like them. And that was her way of, you know, just kind of judging them, just kind of figuring out they, they look like they would, they, they would just be a part of us real easily. She was just assessing them just by what they look like, just, you know, I don't know what they gave in the offering. I have no clue. I don't know how, how she made all those determinations, but I like them. I don't know them, but I like them. Connectors, connectors, connectors make a difference in the church. And sometimes we can dismiss people. We can write people off because they don't know our lingo. Parkway life has a culture. You have your own lingo. You have your own verbiage. You may not even realize it because it's just what you've been a part of all this time. But you realize there's people out there that may not know what those words mean or may not know what those phrases mean. And so we're connecting, we're connecting. We're teaching people the way of the house and the way of the Lord. Priscilla and Aquila made a difference in Apollo's life. He is going to be a world changer because they took time to say, hey, Apollos, you, can you go to lunch with us today? We just want to talk about the goodness of the Lord. Not we want to correct you on something you said today. No, we, 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 just, we just want to talk to you about what our experience has been and we want to learn about your experience because even though you may have been raised differently than we were, I have a feeling we can teach each other something. We can both learn from one another. We need connectors at Parkway Life. Connectors, people who help, help others find all of God that they need in their life. So we need bringers and we need connectors. And thirdly, we need givers. We need givers. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We need givers at Parkway Life. People, people who say, you know what? I am going to put God first in this important area of my finance because it's, it, 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 when, when you see a great church, when you see a church that's, that's on the grow, when you see a church that's doing incredible things in the community, when you see a church that is making a difference in people's lives, you can bet it is, it, 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 it's, it's not just a talented pastor. It's not 
just a great worship team. It's not just parking lot attendants that are attentive. It is because there are great givers. It's because there is a vision that is being cast and there are people saying, you know what? I want to be a part. I want to be a part of making sure this happens. I want to be a part of making sure that next door happens. I want to be a part of making sure that our kids' environment is first class, state of the art, that our kids are going to be wowed every time they walk into the room. I want to give. If you're saying, wait a minute, my little bit doesn't count. My little bit that I have doesn't make a difference. That's the enemy, not God. Don't listen to that voice. Give what you have to give. Do your part. And when all of us do our part, yours may be big. Yours may be smaller. Yours may seem like it's in But when all of us do our part, guess what? The vision is funded. The house is blessed. And God gets the glory. I know we get nervous about money and you're thinking, wait a minute. Don't know we need prayer warriors? Sure, we do. But the Bible talks more about money than it does prayer. It's an important subject. And we need givers in order to do what God has called us to do because God has not asked us to do a small thing in this community. God has asked us to do a great thing. But money's not going to fall out of the sky. It's not going to just show up in the mail unannounced. Those, those times are great, but, but, but they're far and few between. It's going to happen because you and I do our part we do our part, we're tithe, we give, we're, we're set, we, we do our part and God gets the glory. Luke 21, beginning at verse number one, Jesus was in the temple. He watched the rich people dropping their gifts in the collection box. Then a poor widow came and dropped in two small coins. I tell you the truth, Jesus said, this poor widow has given more than all the rest of them for they have given part of their surplus, but she, poor as she is, has given everything she has. Is that what God is asking us to do? To give every single thing in our pocket every time we come to church? No. He's got a better plan than that. He said, you know what? You give me the first 10%. And you keep the 90. And I'll make sure the 90 is blessed so that it'll be greater than if you had the 100%. I've gone from being guest speaker to being a pastor today. Forgive me, but I want to help someone understand God's plan. We need givers. We need givers. Let me tell you who else we need. We need censors in God's house. What's a censor? A censor is someone who is sensitive to spiritual gifts. Sensitive people. Notice, I did not say weird people. If you're taking notes, write that down verbatim. We do not need weird people. It's funny, I see people writing, we do not. We don't need weird people. We need sensitive people. We, we've had plenty of weird. We, we, we've had weird on display for years. Weird has scared people, frightened people, moved people away from the church. There's a lot of people filling up churches that are, that are not sensitive to God's spirit and gifts because they came to one, one time 
stayed just a few minutes and ran out the door and said, never again, not for me. No, 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 no. No, we need people who are sensitive to God's spirit. Sensitive so that his, his gifts can be in operation because no matter, no, 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 no matter how much uh, uh, abuse uh, the gifts have suffered, no matter how, how, how wrong sensitivity has, uh, has, has been uh, done, we, 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 we cannot take it out of the Bible. It is a reality. And guess what? This is a spirit-filled church. God's spirit is alive here. It breathes here. It moves here. I, I, I know the popular, the, the popular mantra uh, in today's capital C church is to hide all of that and to put that in back rooms because we don't want to make anyone nervous. Listen, the people that I'm encountering on the streets, the people that I'm meeting in our world, they are Desperate, they do not need some cookie cutter situation, some little poem and a point that, that 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 tells them what they already know. Someone needs a move of God in their life. Someone needs the breath of God to breathe again, the wind of the Lord to blow again. Not weirdness, but the real, genuine touch of God's spirit in their life. We need it. We need it. We need God to breathe in 2018. Look at someone and tell them, this is me. If I know how to do anything, I know how to pray. I know how to pray a revival down. I know how to pray a harvest in. I know, I know how to get before God and seek him and ask for his hand and his blessings and for him to work and for him to move. Had a lady come to our church one time. She visited a couple of Sundays and then asked if she could meet with my wife and I. And, and so we, we, we met with her and she said, I'd like to make this my home church. She said, but I have a, a question for you first. And that's not usually a good sign. Sure, what, what, what t- tell me, you know, what, what, what is, she said, well, I like to pray loud. And she said, really loud. And I said, okay, well, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sure your closet can handle that or your privacy of your bed. She goes, no, no, no. I like to pray really loud at church. And she said, uh, sometimes it scares people. And she said, I just need to know that if I make this my home church, that I can pray as loud as I want to. I just need to know that I can pray and no one's going to stop me. And I said, well, I, you know, I can't answer that question. Number one, I've never heard you pray loud, but I can't imagine that, that anything that would scare people would honor God. I can't imagine that anything, anything that you're doing that would make people want to sit on the opposite side of the building from you would be considered worship or God honoring. So... What's the real deal here? Because it's not about praying loud. What, what, what's, sometimes we, 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 we make these things so taboo and we scare people uh, uh, and, and, and we, 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 we cause them to want to run. But listen, this is not something to be afraid of. We, we need sensitive people in God's house. It was just this time, a, a year ago, a year ago, December, that a friend called I, I, I love I love this time of year. I love the holidays. I, I love the 
festivities and all that's happening and the family and the fun and all of that. It hasn't been a lot of fun this year because we've been moving and so many crazy things are happening. But I, I love to take this time and just enjoy family and all of that is wonderful. But I also like to spend time, you know, just, just personal reflection and take an inventory and, you know, I'm closing out a year, I'm beginning a new year. And so I want to, I want to go through this process of, of just asking myself, how, how was this last year? What goals did I set? Did I meet those goals? How did I do? Where did I win? Where did I lose? Where did I gain? Where did I, where, where did I law, lose? You know, all of those things. Just ask all of those questions. And I was going through that process. And to be honest with you, I wasn't completely settled. I didn't know what was going on in my heart, in my mind, in my life. I was just working for God and doing my best to build a church with God's help. And and, and I'm, I'm going through this process. I get a phone call from a friend and he said, man, I've just had you on my mind. I've been praying for you. And I, I just felt like God wanted me to tell you something. And he said, in 10 months, God is going to flip your life upside down. And I said, I, I literally kind of chastised my friend. I said, all you prophet types are just alike. You, you call with a word that makes absolutely no sense to me. I, what does that mean in 10 months? My life is going to flip upside down. What does that mean? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it means. That's just what I felt like the Lord wanted me to tell you. 10 months, your life's going to flip upside down. I didn't write that on the calendar. I didn't write that in the flap of my Bible. I didn't type it into the notes on my phone. I just kind of chalked it away. I'm not one of these type people that, 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 that counts down the days. I honestly did not think about it again. I really did not think about it until... 1029, a few weeks ago, when God completely flipped our lives upside down, moved us from our native Texas, great Texas, to the state of Georgia. And I had to look back and say, wait a minute, what in the world? If, if, if I, we, we were moving this week and my mother was there helping us and our house was just completely upside down and, and, and there was mess everywhere and we're trying to pack and put things into boxes and my mom said as I was passing through the living room to get another box, she said, well, I guess the Lord was right. He flipped your life upside down. You better believe it. But had I known all of that a year ago, I would have found a way to talk God out of that. Or I would have found a way to manipulate that or go find someone else that had a word. I walked into a, a, a conference service. I wasn't scheduled to be there. I happened to be on, in town on other business. And, and someone said, hey, this is going on over here. Why don't we drop in? I said, I'm not dressed for a conference. And they said, this is 2017. You can go to church looking any kind of way you want. And so we walked in really, really casual. I don't, I don't even go that casual and walked in, sat on the back row and there was a man that walked up to me. This was uh, this summer. So this was uh, June, June of, uh, of 2017. And a man walked up to me, not in the microphone, just talking to me, just, it wasn't thee, thou, thus saith. It wasn't anything weird. Stop being weird. He just said, look, man, I don't know what's going on, but God said that he has a big stage for you. God is moving you. It's the second time this is said, said to me, and I'm a big stage. For whatever reason, Michael, I knew it wasn't like famous stage. I knew it wasn't like, I mean, you know what I mean. It wasn't like that. And the first time I walked into this building, 
If I had a picture of it, I'd show it to you. It's the biggest stage I've ever seen. This building is massive, 45,000 square feet. The sanctuary is huge, seats 1,200 people. This stage is massive. And I walked in and I said, that's the biggest stage I've ever seen. And the second I said that, I heard that man say, I have a big stage for you. We need sensitive people. I feel God right now. We need sensitive people. Well, is everyone dependent upon a word? No, no, no. I don't live my my life that way. I've met those kind of people. I just wait on God to tell me what to wear every day. You think I'm kidding. I'm serious. God tells me what to wear every day. And I said, no, he doesn't. Well, how do you know? I said, because you don't match. That's a true story. I could tell you where it happened. That's a true story. You, you don't match. God did not tell you to put that on. Well, hallelujah. I can see some of you didn't hear from the Lord today either. <laughs> on this last Sunday of 2017 when you thought nobody else would be here. <laughs> when he's sensitive people because let me tell you the difference it makes when someone walks in here lonely broken hurting their marriage falling apart their kids not acting right their money is a mess they walk in and they they they, they put on their smile they don't want anybody to know they're hurting they don't want anybody to know they're going through any of that but they walk in and there you are there you are to say hey 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 i've been thinking about you this week i'm praying for you i'm going to continue praying for you Hey, I don't know the details of what's happening in your life, but can I just tell you what I've, what I've been through? I, I don't know the situation with your marriage, but can I tell you what our marriage went through? Why can, how, why, why can we not be honest and just help people be sensitive to people? 1 Corinthians 12 and 31 says we should seek earnestly, earnestly, earnestly desire the most helpful gifts. Reach for those, want those, desire those. Come and, and desire the most helpful gift because that, those are the things that will make a great difference in people's lives. It's what will make the difference in people's lives. But let me tell you one other person that we need. We, we need bringers. We need connectors. We need givers. We need sensors, people who are sensitive. Look at somebody, tell them, this is me. This is me, I'm one of these people. I may be more than one of these people. Let me tell you what else we need. We need kind people. Kind people. Uh, you say, Pastor Joe, that doesn't even fit. I mean, you've talked about all these really spiritual things, and now, I mean, kind, I mean, anybody can be that. Well, anybody can, but not everyone is willing. Because I'm going to tell you something the difference, the difference that kindness makes, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable difference when people who have been living in loneliness people who have been living in brokenness people who have been hurting their life is in shambles the, the, the same person that needs the censor needs someone who is kind 
because they come from hell, broken, painful situations. And they walk through the doors of the church. It happened to me this morning. It happened today. I've been moving all week. Stress level is on 10. My wife and I are barely speaking right now. I'm not kidding. Can we be real? But I walked in and there were men out on the front porch and greeters. Hey, there he is, our friend. How you doing? Whew. I'm better now. This is great. I'm at church again. I'm in God's house again. I'm alive again. That's what this atmosphere does for us. It reminds us that God is not finished with us yet. That it's not over. That the storm couldn't take us out. That, 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 that the layoff could not do us in. We're still here. I'm still breathing. Pinch me. I still have feeling in, in my body. I, I still have coherent thought in my mind. And when I come in and you're nice to me, oh, it just makes me excited about a new year and a new day and new possibilities. And that's what you and I get to do for people every single week. It's my conviction that Parkway Life should be the friendliest experience people have all week long. All week long. Sunday is not the end of a long week. It's the beginning of a brand new week. It's not the culmination of junk and crud and difficulty. It's the beginning. And when people start their week right, Man, they get up on Monday morning and things are just easier. They get the kids ready for school on Tuesday and things are just better. And guess what? I can't wait to get, this is the first Wednesday week. Yes, can't wait to get back to church. And next Sunday we start a new series and it's growth track. Hey, I, I need to go through growth track. This is exciting. All because there's kind people at that church. And kind people made a difference in my life. Who are you? Which one of those five do you represent? Who could you be in this new year? This is me. I'm a bringer. I can connect. I've got something to give. Who are you in this new year? Because I promise you, I promise you that if people in this house would grab hold of one of these and say, you know what, I identify with that. I identify with that. I, I'm a bringer. I meet people all the time. Or I understand that sensitivity thing. And I, I yeah, I got that. I, I, I get, I, I can't, yeah. Even giving. Man, listen, some of you are anointed to give. You, you've got the gift of business. Everything you touch turns to gold. Save some. Put some away from your kids. And then build God's house with that gift. I, I, I probably shied away from that. Forgive me, Pastor, in the first service, but I'm not going to miss it. I'm telling you, there is a financial miracle in this house. I don't know where it's at. I don't know where it's setting. But it is, it is in this house. Something huge is going to happen through someone in this house. Don't run from God. 
Don't hide. Let God use your gift. I'm kind. Everyone at Parkway Life is on the greeting team. Everyone. Badge or no badge, everyone can be kind. So Father, we pray today. We pray today for people, hearts, lives. I pray for people in this room today that may not know their place. They may not understand the call that is on their life. They may not know what it is you're asking them to do. But today, today I believe something just became clearer. I believe something just, just the blur went away. And someone said, that's me. That's me in 2018. That's, that's who God is asking me to be. I pray that they don't fear the how-to. We can train that. That's what growth track is all about. That's what connection is all about. What, I, what I'm responsible for today is the yes choice, the decision. With heads bowed, eyes closed all across this room. There's people in this house that need to make a decision today. You need to make a fresh start. On the last Sunday, at the end of the year, you need to make a fresh start. It's not too late to begin again. You may be our guest today. You, you, you may be here and saying, you know what, I'm trying to get a jump on the new year. I, I, I got to get back to church. You, you, you need to make a fresh start. You may be here today. I, I've been around. Maybe I, my life, my life too has been turned upside down and I've gotten out of my routine and out of my habit. I'm not serving. I'm, I'm not, not doing what I love to do because I've been working in other areas and trying to put things together. And today, today, I'm going to go into this new year putting God first, serving his house, making a difference, a part of the miracle, the plan. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. If that's you, if you identify with one of those categories, just slip your hand up. Just slip your hand up. Today I'm making a fresh start. Yeah, all over the room, people, people, people. Hands, hands, thank you. You can put those down. God bless you today. God bless you. Man, I love the Lord. So.